podcast. We, I took a little break, um, started preseason, uh, playing a lot of games. Uh, I mean, I have been really busy over the last few weeks, uh, so I'm happy to finally get back on this. And I have a special guest, um, my agent, Sean Kennedy. Uh, Sean, how are you doing today? Good, my man. <laughs> well, Thanks what, what for topic? having me on. Are, are, you, are you still in Korea? Come on, you already know where I'm at. <laughs> Anytime you represent Jamil, you got you to gotta check because well, one time he was uh, playing in China in the Chinese <laughs> Summer League. <laughs> and he's just like, yo, I'm on a plane. I'm coming home <laughs> in the middle of the season. <laughs> oh, my God. I got, I, got my, I got enough money. I'm out. But actually, <laughs> Korea, I feel like, is the one place that you're somewhat comfortable with besides like central New Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I mean, the funny part is, I remember that day, uh, me and my friend Haywood, you, you text you text me saying, like, how's it going? And I, already, <laughs> I was like, I'm, my bags are already packed. I'm going, I'm going home the next the next morning. There's, there's, no, there's nothing you can do. I'm going home. It, just, it, 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 was, it was crazy. You, you know what's funny? When that happens, like, I, I had another guy do that one time. He left in the middle of the night. And when he wanted to play for another team, they made him pay like 20 grand to get the letter of clearance. So I was like really nervous about that. But like for you, like for whatever reason, the team was just like, all right, fuck it. Uh, but if he wants to come back, like he can come back. Like they had like the playoffs and he's, they're like, we'll give him this much money to come back. You're like, I am never going back to like and, and, I don't funny. Care what they're talking about. It's funny because we had that thing with uh Dallas when I when I got the exhibit ten, and yeah. they wouldn't they wouldn't sign the clearance. So I was just in Dallas for like a couple of days, yeah. and I couldn't I couldn't, I couldn't play anything. So it was like, it was oh it was, it was a mess. But I mean, I, I hope I hope they're not listening to this podcast. Let, let, let's hope not. Let's hope not. So I mean, yeah. I personally I personally want to talk uh because I know you more so as the agent, and yeah. uh, we have we've been uh working together for the last couple of years, but I haven't known. How, how many past. years have you been out of school? My, this is my, I think my six years professionally, so since this 2016. Six, yeah, 2016. Wow, man, it goes fast. Yeah, man. It just, it feel like just yesterday I was one of Texas legends and you telling me, oh, not to go to, not to go to Portsmouth or none of that. So it, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a long journey with us. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about um, you're originally from Long Island, right? Yeah, I'm from Northport. I think you're familiar with Northport. <laughs> yeah, I mean, living in living in Suffolk County for four years, yeah. you get acquainted with all them all them yeah. cities. You know, I used to when I was going up in Northport. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of this guy Kenny Atkinson, but yeah, he, he was like the head coach of. Well, obviously, you've heard of Kenny. <laughs> He's the head coach of Brooklyn, and uh, he was from Northport, and he used to take me to work out at uh, Stony Brook mm. when I was, like, in, like, sixth grade or seventh grade. Like, he would go play pickup there. But I think, like, back then it was a Division three school. Yeah. Um. So, like, we'd, like, play with the – like, so, like, he'd, like, play with the team or, like, watch the team, but, like, they weren't that good. And then, like, but obviously by the time you went there – um, and then I can still remember, like, honestly, I have like a vivid memory of like sitting on a couch, like with my dad 
when I was home watching you play in the America East Championship. And that was like, honestly, like, I'm sure people talk about it all the time, but like one of the greatest performances I'd ever seen, man. Like you, it really like probably been <laughs> all downhill since then because it doesn't oh, get any better than 100% downhill from here. Yeah, just like literally like the crowd on the court, like, you know, just like unbelievable to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, and my dad was like, you got to get this fucking guy. Like, he's so fucking good. I'm like, I'm trying. So I felt like, too, like I was talking to Coach Pike all year and he's like, all right, like, yeah, like, you know, you're in a pretty good spot. Like, I'll, I'll tell Jamil, like, you're good, but like, he's going to make his own decision, whatever. He's like, we'll bring in a few people. And then I go meet with you. And I'm like, I call Coach Pike. I'm like, how'd it go? He's like, ah, you know, I went okay, like, good. He's like, but he's meeting with like nine agents. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm like, nine agents? I'm like, he's not even going to remember me by the time he gets through all these guys. But uh, yeah, I guess anyway. So I was familiar with you from that. But yeah, I grew up on Long Island. And so like had a lot of like, you know, interactions with Stony Brook and like followed you closely. Um, and I feel like... Uh, you know, just just like one of the things that I like about you or like is just the fact that like you went to Stony Brook and like stayed at Stony Brook and like probably could have gone to a lot of different schools or left. And like, you know, I feel like that that says a lot about you. I and, think uh, I, I think social media, social media was improving at that point. But I think yeah. I just I missed the threshold of now. Now in college, everyone is transferring. If like the coach say something wrong to you. One yeah. day you're you're, you're, tra you're in the transfer portal the next day, so I I think I missed that threshold of like just transferring pandemic right now. Yeah, but like you know like so like yeah I went to like I went to high school in Long Island like I went to Marist like I went to Portsmouth. Yeah. Like, you know I kind of did like a little bit of a similar. I was like a much worse player than you, but like I see why guys transfer all the time because like I don't think. And, like, maybe for you, it, it's got to be the same way. Like, any basketball player is delusional, yep. right? Like, I I swear to God, like, I could sit in my bed now and be like, if I was 6'8 and, like, had LeBron's athleticism, like, I'm a better basketball player than him. Or, like, you just think you're better than everyone. Like, it's just human nature, and I, I swear, like – you could go play like I could go play the worst kid in my neighborhood at the playground yeah. and he'll be like, yo, I'm better than Sean Kennedy. Like he sucks. Like it's just like the way people think. So I, I see like if you're at like one school, you're like, you know, I'm going to go transfer and like play against the best. And I, I'm guessing if probably I don't know, you really liked like the coaches at Stony Brook. But like, yeah, if it was now and you were as dominant as you were, like it probably would have been hard like for you not to sit considering you don't have to sit out now for yeah. you to transfer and go to like, I mean, you probably could have gone anywhere, honestly. Yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a double edged sword. Uh, like that's what makes basketball players, basketball players when they're delusional, the rational confidence. If, if you don't have that, you're not going to, you're not going to make it at all because you, yeah. you're, you're overthinking the game. If you think every time you step on the court, that you're better than everybody on the court, let's just say there might be a five star or a lottery pick on the other side. But if that doesn't make that doesn't like, doesn't wake you up and like say, oh yeah, I'm better than him, then I mean, there's no reason for you to be playing basketball. I think. 
Yeah. But you, you, you probably, in a lot of ways, like for you, that's the that's the frustrating thing, probably, or like for us, or just going through this as like a team a little bit. Like you are better than so many guys, yeah. but like you've got, you know, like you've got like these things that NBA teams look at that like, you know, you don't have those things that like you can't control. But like you know, like if you go in a gym or like you play with these guys, like you're better than them, and you've played against them, and like <laughs> you kept you kept like proving yourself. But like it doesn't matter because like you're six eight center, six seven center, like not a freak athlete. But like summer league, you dominate. Like the G League, you're the best player in the G League. USA basketball, you dominate. Mm-hmm. And then you get like finally like the Mavericks give you a chance to play and you play great. And like <laughs> no no one can ever take that away from you. Like you got you got put in an NBA game finally. I don't even know if anybody in the history of basketball finally got a chance to play in the NBA, was super productive for four games, and then like they were like, no, okay, that's good enough. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Like, if, if it was, like, baseball, like, it would be the equivalent of, like, somebody getting called up and, like, hitting a home run in, like, their first three games. And then, then like, there would be, like, the Mets being like, oh, you can't play in baseball. Mm-hmm. You know? You, you know about, so you about- can't say you didn't do it. You know, like, you, you went – it's not like you failed. It's like people won't give you that opportunity because maybe you don't fit like what the NBA is looking for. Nah, ba- basketball is a strange thing, man. And I tell people all the time, once that business uh, part of ba- – once the money get involved in the basketball, it's, it's, it's a lot of shit to go sideways. Uh, and obviously, you've been an uh, agent for uh, many of years, so you, yeah. you've, seen, you've seen the good the good side of basketball and the, the bad side of basketball. You've seen people get a lot of money, and you see people who des- are deserving of money just yeah. not, not be able to get it. Uh, so I, I want to personally, because I, I don't really know anything about uh, agents and stuff. And, like, what really got you into that, like, situation? What, like, I guess after Marist, you were just like, yo, I want to stick around basketball. But, but you, uh, played overseas, you played overseas a little bit. I, I, I'm yeah. Sleeping. So, but, like, you know what? Before I'll, I'll talk about that. But, like, honestly, I swear with basketball and, like, just from being an agent, I think even more than I thought. Whether or not a guy has a successful career, a lot of times, is just fucking opportunity. Yeah. Like, if someone, I I swear, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll fuck it. I got four children, which whoever's listening to this, <laughs> do not have four children because it's too many children. But I swear on all of them, if somebody was just like, we're going to play Jameel Warney for a full season. And, like, just let him play in the NBA and let him rock, you would be successful and, like, help a team win. I, I will bet all my and, – and I swear there's, like, 50 other guys in Europe and Asia that it's the same thing that are – and it's just all about, like, opportunity. And then there's, like, other guys who, like, maybe were, like, high school superstars or, like, whatever – that like live off that for so long and get so many chances in the NBA or like look the part and they're not as good as these guys. And uh, I really think there's so many guys who could do well, but it's really just like getting but, the opportunity. But, but you, you also know, you also see what like 
some agents, they do like the things with uh, like NBA teams, like, oh, you want my star player? So you have to get my, my bottom list client. And I, that's kind of just, I fill up spots right there. For yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that's, I mean, like, look, I mean, obviously, like, maybe <laughs> with Rich Paul and the Lakers, like, I don't know. I mean, he's probably, like, with LeBron, got, you know, opportunities for guys there. I don't know how much that happens, but I do think, like, when you're an agent, like, you have to do everything you can to get somebody an opportunity, like, without, like, pride or you know, whether you have to beg, whether like, you know, I work, I'm lucky enough, like to work with the number one agent in basketball, like that, that's a huge thing, not just for me, but like for my clients, because like, mm-hmm. there's been times where like, you know, Jeff Schwartz has like helped somebody, uh, like in your position, get yep. to the NBA, even though like you're my client. So I think you got to do whatever you can to do it. But I'll, I'll go back to your question. Um, yeah, after Marist, I went to Portsmouth, went to Chicago pre-draft, like, Ooh. played, yeah, to the lowest vertical in the history of Chicago <laughs> pre-draft. It's on the internet. Like, you, ha- they have, like, all the testing thing. Like, they had to move down the, um, the, the thing because oh I couldn't oh touch my it. God. <laughs> Ten feet, but- Wait, what, was it? Was it? Like the two, like the approach, or just the vertical, just jump up. No, just the straight approach. It's like at ten feet, and you got to touch it, and I couldn't touch it. Like uh, I don't think anybody's uh, ever. Like the only guy who's come close to me was like some seven foot three dude from like Missouri who couldn't run and walk. Like it's <laughs> terrible. So, but I, I, dude, I, fu- I fucking killed it, and then. So, like, I, I killed – I was like, yo, I might, like, legit have a chance here. And I, I, like, really wasn't that good. And then, like, my agent – I think this is, like – my agent was like, oh, you're killing your workouts. You're doing great. Dude, I fucking, like, watched the draft, like, thinking there's a chance I'm going to get drafted. I look back on it now. I feel, like, so <laughs> stupid. But, like, my family's watching it and shit. And, like – but anyway, then I played NBA Summer League. And I played with the Cavs, and we had Carlos Boozer, Matt Barnes, like Dewan Wagner was the first oh pick. This God. guy, Kishana Giop. Oh, and like, yeah. The first game was against the Phoenix Suns, and they had Joe Johnson and Amari Stoudemire, and I was starting. And I was like, dude, I was fucking nervous. <laughs> and I like, I, like, beat my man off the dribble and, like, went to the basket, and, like, Amari blocked my shot to, like, half court. Oh, my God. So then, like, I beat my man off the dribble. I faked like I was going to shoot it, and I tried to, like, dump it off to the big guy. And he just, mm-hmm. like, grabbed it with his arm. And, like, I was like, I don't belong here. Like, it was. Oh, like, yeah. Let, let, let me go home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, I played in Turkey, Poland, and Italy. That shit was wild. I've got, like, a million stories. <laughs> uh, went, to, went to law school. Cause I was like, I had no skills to get a job after that. I was a history major, um, went to law school in Chicago at Northwestern. And then I was working for a big law firm in New York. And I was like, God, it's like the hardest, worst job in the world. I was working till 2 AM every night. Oh my God. So I didn't want to be an agent, but then I met somebody at Excel. They were like looking to hire a young lawyer. And I was just so miserable working at the law firm. 
I, I was like, let me try this out. So it kind of just like happened. And now I've been there like 11 years. So, you know, you, you found an opportunity. Wow. And it's crazy how something like something like that happened. You don't look for like you wasn't looking for that agent job and just kind of smacked you on the head and just like it just happened. Now, look at you. A lot of clients, uh, a lot of money you made for people. And you probably didn't think about that. You who's going to do that as your career. No, not at all. I, I don't I don't even have the personality to do it. Like you got to have a certain type of personality and like there, you know, it's just, you know, you've seen like movies about it or like the way yeah, agents yeah. are and like, you know, it's, I would never have believed it. Um, and even like my college, my college was like, at one point you can come back and like be an assistant. And I was like, I would never want to recruit because like, I don't want to call people. I don't know. Like, and, 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 you know, look at you, and look at you and look at you now. <laughs> Dude, now I gotta call people. And when college coaches call people, like kids are excited and want to talk yeah. to them. Like half the time when you're an agent and you call someone, they're like, you know, don't call you back, or like, I don't agents are bad or shady, or like I feel like, you know, so it's like uh yeah, they, they, they even do more that, difficult. They do have that stigma. I mean, obviously yeah. you're not you're not one of those guys, but and there's some people on the other side who's just like, yo, what can you guys do for me right now? And it's like, yeah, some people are some people are just delusional like that. Obviously, it's, it's crazy how once you like even like once you're done with, with college, even as a senior, as a freshman, like once you start that agent process, ooh, that's like eight times harder than eight times harder than college. But you can always just fire your agent at first and. But look at you and me, six years yeah, strong. No, I, I say, like, honestly, and, like, the way agents are, and I don't, I've never even really talked to you about this, but I've talked to other guys, and, like, you're such a great player. Like, I know for a fact. And, like, I, I promise, like, I don't do this, but I know that agents just reach out to you all the time. Like, there had, to, like, from the beginning of your career till now, there had to have been, like, 50 agents who have been, like, yo, come with me, come with me, like, da 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 da, yeah. da. I, I got to imagine, like, it happens all the time. Like, especially with the internet, like, Instagram, like, people can just, like, reach well, out. Just, just one message away, which is which is insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, so. it's, the, it's, it's the lack of respect, I think, in that, like, that, in that business. Like, people are just trying to find that next way to, like, try to get money for their family, which is, it's a doggy dog world. But I do, I do say... One of my favorite Asian stories, you probably forgot about this. It was my rookie year. It might have been December. I I wake up, it's like we haven't talked like that much. And yeah. and when we talk, it's just kind of just like cordial. Like I wasn't playing that much on Texas. I wasn't doing like at as well. So yeah. you text me, you text me one morning, it was like, Hey, I can get you a workout with the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> and I was like, oh I was like, don't ever fucking text me this shit ever again. <laughs> you like hey. you sure you, sure you want to play tight end and catch touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers? I'm like Sean, don't don't ever text me about anything other than basketball ever again. There, there there's been a lot of guys I uh who have been who have done it, man. Any any way to make it? Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I I don't know if that was serious or just <laughs> I, you know. I think a lot of times, like when you're an agent, like even if something that comes across your desk isn't what makes sense, you gotta like always let somebody yeah. know and like let them make a decision. But that's funny. You got great hands. I could see it, man. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Uh, it's crazy. And I I I, 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 I think in the beginning the best was uh, uh, when you went to the Korean League tryouts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I, I I think that was the first time you you probably were like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with this guy, man? <laughs> no, I mean, it, honestly, like it's not. It's just like Jay Kwan. <laughs> Is like driving you around Vegas, and he's but just. No, no, like, I, I, I think at first it showed how delusional I, I was. Like I played, I think I was averaging like ten minutes with the Mavs in summer league. Now I, I was, I was like like four and three. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm an NBA guy. I'm an NBA fucking guy, man. I've done enough to go to training camp, and then he was like, yo, let's just try, let's try this uh, Korean basketball league route of like just to have opportunities in our, at our hands, and I'm just like. Nah, uh, I'm good. I'm 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 ready. And you're just like, yo, the training camp offer isn't as much as like we should like keep this opportunity like like open. And I'm just like every I'm just there. I'm just like, nah, I'm believe. I'm going home. And you're just like, yo, you like you have to at least try this out. I'm just like, eh, I'm going home. Yeah, Jay Quan was like, I, I don't think Jamil wants to come to Vegas. He's like. <laughs> He called me like 48 times. Oh, you don't even know, bro. Jay Kwan, like throughout the years to try to get you to Korea, like the amount of times like he's called and like it, it was like unbelievable. I hope Jay Kwan li- listens to this podcast because uh, I, it's just too funny, man. I can't even picture you like your first year out of school, like just like kind of a reserved guy and like yeah. just driving around with this Korean guy in Las Vegas. Like, what am I doing? I'm just like, and, and like, I wasn't even on the, like on the strip anymore. I was like way past the strip. I'm just like, I'm like, yo, what the hell is going on right now? I was like, yo, I was like, yo, I just, I was just in the assembly. I just produced, man. I'm ready for it. And then, but I think, I think that kind of show our relationship over like the, the next couple of years. You just give me a nice offer. And I'm just like, G League, G League, G League. Well, you, you know what? Like for you, like I, I feel like a lot of times I can like talk people into stuff, and like if I really think it's the right decision. But you're very like, you know, like not like you know what you want to do, and like you're gonna do it on your own time, and like you weren't like let me just get as much money as possible right away, or you know like let me figure this out, and then even. You know, I've been trying to get you to go to Europe for a long time just because I think basketball-wise, you'd just be so great. And, like, just, like, that's not what I want to – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like no, like, I don't – that's not – you know, that's not what I want to do. And, like, I don't even push it because I feel like, you know, you're you're happy in Korea and, like, you're doing great and, like, you're MVP, like, and it works out really well for you. And, like, you've set yourself up, like, really well. I, I, I do I do think uh, some people let their agent kind of dictate their career. I've seen a lot of people who've been overseas who, like, I've I seen my fair share of players who, like, when I was in China for the two, two and a half weeks and I'm, I've been in Korea for the last three years, like, People come here and they're like miserable, like off the first day. I'm just like, yo, if you don't want to do this, you have to like, there's yeah. plenty of other places in the world. And if you want to stay home, stay home then. Yeah. But it's like, it's like they let their agent kind of like dictate, like, yo, this is offering the most money. 
uh, they probably won't pay on time. Uh, they'll give you a, a stick shift car, and the, their house, like your apartment, is probably gonna be run down. But this is the most money, and they, they just go for it. And, like they feel like they don't have an opportunity, like a choice. That and it's it's crazy how people do let that happen. Yeah, I, I think that's like the really nice thing about Korea, and uh, you know, you, your money is always on time. Like it, it's a really, you know, I feel like they treat you well. And uh, I think it just like really fits, like just works for you. But I think, I don't think people realize like everybody wants to play overseas, right? Like you'll mm-hmm. be like averaging six points a game at like Longwood University. <laughs> You're like, yo, coach, how much can I make overseas? It's like, uh. you could make, like, you know, $300 in like a free meal at the restaurant. Um, but it's also like really hard. I don't think people realize like if they haven't played overseas, like you want to like live in some country in Europe for 10 months. Like it's, you could be like lonely. Like it's, it's not easy. You know, I think people think it's like so great, but I, I do think that I do. I think that's a dangerous of a uh, danger of social media and Instagram and stuff. You see, like the Mike James and all other yeah. players who, who play in Europe and like the highest level of Europe and like you're averaging nine points at a mid major is like and like it's like a it's like a low it's like a low major too you're not you're not like really that good and like you have an agent who's like trying to sell you the dream and now you're at in like a fourth league in like fucking Istanbul and like it's, yeah. it's crazy and like it's crazy how that shit happens. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, and I also think, like, even if you're if you're the best player in the America East Conference, like, not you, but, like, normally the best player in the America East Conference, like, you're coming out of school, and, like, I think people are shocked, like, how much money you can make overseas. Like, it's not that much right away. Like, you got to, like, grind to, and build to be it up. On, to, be on, to be honest, you got to put some respect on our conference, man. The last few years, we have Anthony Lamb, who's on the Rockets, a nice two-way player. Yeah, Jay- he's great, man. Jalen yeah. Smith is a legend over there in, in Germany right now. We have, we, have some, we have some players. We got some yeah. players. Yeah, am I sleeping on the America East? Yeah, you, you might say, like, the SWAT conference or, like, the, the MEAC, like, those conferences over there. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's true. Uh, pre- pretty good players. I mean, I shouldn't say – I just – you know, just sometimes, like, even guys, like, say you get drafted and the team doesn't want you and you're, like, the 50th pick in the draft or, like, you got to go overseas for a year. I think, guys, people think, like, like the regular person probably thinks, like, oh, that person's starting off making, like, 200 grand or something in Europe. And, like, really, they're making, like, yeah. 100 or 90 grand, you know. So you, it takes a while to, like, build it up. And, like, you really got to, like, work at it and be able to, like, you know, sacrifice a lot to, to make it work. Um, and like, honestly, for you, like, I'm pretty proud of you because like, <laughs> like you, it's not, it's not easy for you to like play overseas. Like some guys it's like, whatever, like, I, but like, I feel like you really like being in the United States of America. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I, honestly, we had these we had these conversations multiple times over the year, and uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy I got to be a good spot in Korea. Uh, yeah. So I mean, but it's just a lot of people don't understand like the overseas grind. They see yeah. like an agent and be like, oh, uh, and some people are just like just delusional, just like I'm just going to G League, and like they're just stuck in a G League for six years and now. Yeah, that's and not that's even tired, not even tiring. Like you have. 
five thousand dollars to your name and now you're struggling to find out what you want to do next which it's crazy yeah it really is i i feel like uh korea should have you do like the commercial for like the tourism industry oh be my like God. my name is jameel warren i i hate being anywhere but the u.s but i actually am like fairly happy living in korea so korea is like the greatest country in the world you should come visit i mean it's beautiful i mean we we did have we did have some struggles last year oh last year was a last year was a time and a half yeah that wasn't uh that wasn't a fun year man but you know what honestly if it, if you were ever going to have a year that wasn't a fun year, like last year, because like I don't think most of my clients who play overseas or even yeah. in the NBA, like it was just a shitty year with COVID and like dealing with all that shit. And so like on top of that for you, like just, you know, a tough season with the team and, you know, just just not not. Yeah, not your best year, like overall for. Being happy. I would say yeah. it's still average, still average like 18 and eight, but you know, pe- people, people only cared about the weight at that time. That, that's, I think that's one big thing. Uh, again, professionally, a lot of people just think you're just going to produce. Like they don't understand, yeah. like you're human first. Uh, yeah. I, cool. I, 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 like, like, you, when you're an American and you play over there, like it's crazy. Like mm-hmm. you have to produce and like a contract or a guaranteed contract doesn't mean shit. In Europe or Asia, if you don't produce, this isn't the NBA. Like you go sit on the bench and, you know, collect your check or, you know, you're going home. And like I did, that's happened to me as a player and it's happened to so many of my clients and the the team like in Europe, they'll they'll tell you, okay, like we're cutting this guy. And like I'm like, well, he has a guaranteed contract. And they're like okay, he can stay, but he has to come at 5 a.m. every morning and run and will make his life miserable if he doesn't agree to a settlement. So they, they like do guys so dirty. And so like you having a guaranteed contract in Europe, unless you're, you know, playing maybe in the Euro League or or something like that, it it, it really is meaningless. And and so like you have two or three bad games, like it's a lot of pressure because there's a hundred guys in America that want your job mm-hmm. agents are calling and like these teams will get rid of you and in right a blink of my eye. And I, I think I see some teams who uh I see some teams who like they're winning. They're winning games. They're like in like the like the upper level of like the division. Yeah. And, they, and they'll just switch out right there. It's just like bro, like what? I, I won't name I had this you know <laughs> you you were in the draft with him with Anthony Gill. Yeah. And he uh his rookie year, he went to Germany, this team in Germany, yeah. and, like, dot, like, killed all their athletic testing, like, you know, unbelievable shape. Like, you know him. Like, he's a yeah. professional dude, like, works really hard. And, uh, like, had a practice, like, maybe didn't play that good. I don't know exactly what happened. And the, the, the coach was like, no, I don't want this guy. Oh, my God. And he's like, so the, the, then he has to have the, the trainer make up like his has an ankle injury and we can't risk it. So he failed the physical. So like this guy goes over to Germany with his wife and like buys all this stuff for their apartment, like getting all set up and like 
you know, they're, they're like, we don't want him. I'm like, what the fuck? I just sent this guy like, you know, he could have stayed here, tried out for the NBA. So like, and that's just it. And like that, that was it. Like he had to come home. Like, and then he became one of the best players in Europe and like in the NBA right now. And like, it's just, I don't know. It just happens all the time. And, uh, it's just crazy. Like the way they'll treat Americans there. Like, you know, you're not like, a, you're just like a commodity. And like, if you have one good bad game or like you're mm -hmm. out, like, you know, so I think from the player's perspective, like you can never look at it. Like I owe this team anything. Oh, no, I, never that. You, it's only like, get as much money as you can. Like, play well like enjoy your time but like they don't care about you unless like you're producing for them as soon as you don't like i mean that's i think that's pretty much any any league i think that once once that like i said once that money get involved it is yeah. like the the one bad week can turn to a lost opportunity for you um like even if you're in nba if you're like the 10th oh. like the attempt like the fifteenth man. Oh my god, you're, you're just you're probably just looking over your shoulder every second. Yeah, or or even like the team though, like that the, the the, I mean teams will tell any like we're you know you're we're not trading you we're not trading you like, uh, my like my client will be like oh they said they're not like they want me here for a long time or like, <laughs> and uh, like bro, they'll they'll fucking trade you tomorrow, you know if they can get you know the right guy like they don't or even even when you go through like the draft process like teams will say wild shit to guys like you work out for a team they'll be like oh you're definitely an nba player like you're definitely uh you know i can't see us passing up on you in the draft and then like i'll call the team after they're like ah he's all right and i'm like why did you say that to the guy like you know like there's just uh yeah it's just kind of like whatever you can do for them i feel like it's it's funny because you said the the training thing i remember when i was in the, the the g league with the legends and you was like you told me like oh yeah they said they're not gonna trade you and then like i think on christmas you called me and said yo your name is like in, in trade talks right now i'm like I'm like bro like it's the g league it's not even that serious and then like i think a few days later you was like ah oh, no it's calmed down now and then the next day, I woke up like at six o'clock, and they're like, "Yeah, now we trade you to Westchester." I'm like, "Yo, I'm like, oh my god!" And I had a lot of like history with that team. And oh my god, you were and like, they, and they yeah, just shit me off. A I was legends, like, Ooh. a legends, legend. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank God they sent me back to Westchester, though. I could be, I could be near you, near the family. <laughs> yeah, that was great, man. Like that was that was kind of fun, man. Like that was fun. That was fun. That was very that was fun basketball. That was yeah. fun. Basketball. Yeah, like playing in like that Westchester County Center, like not even really meant for basketball, like mm -hmm. theater seating. Um, but again, just dominate everywhere you go. Completely dominate. Texas, Westchester, doesn't matter. Put put me anywhere in the G. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna dominate, man. Mm. But uh yeah, I mean that that was funny. Like sometimes I think though it's probably the same thing. <clears throat> Like, I, I think with the G League, it's just – it's such a weird place to play because you're – basketball, like, when you play for the SK Knights, like, you guys are legitimately, like, trying to win and, like, yeah. 
it matters if you win and it matters in the G League if you win it looks good but like what's the point of the G League to like you try to up. get to the NBA yeah. so you've got 10 guys who are all like if you're the eighth guy in the G League like they're not like rooting for you to succeed like your backup like he's probably rooting for you to get hurt he's yep. like what the fuck am I doing here like I'm trying to get to the NBA so it's like all these guys playing together, like, it's a hard – I actually, like, it's – I feel like you did a really good job of, like, being a good teammate always because you're super unselfish and you're a good passer. But, like, that's a really hard dynamic to, like – everybody wants to, like, score, shoot. Yeah, like, every – every oh, my God. It was just, like – and every day – I think once you get, like, toward, like, the end of the season, you, you don't know who's showing up to practice. You don't know who's on the roster anymore. Yeah. Next thing you know – it's like you're playing, guys games, in and out. you're playing a game with like six people, and the next day you're playing with like 14 people. It was just like, yo, who are these guys? Like, oh my God. It was. It, it, it's also tough because you're a big guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's one thing if you're a guard, a point guard, like you control like how much you have the ball. When you're a big guy, like you've got like good players, like I don't I, like Justin Dentman or something, like yeah. whatever. Like, he, he's like, you know what, screen and roll is more like screen and, like, I'm pulling yeah. it. You know what I, I mean? Like, I, I, I think I, I did luck up with uh, uh, the coach at Texas. Um, like, his offense was just like – it was just like yeah. passing the ball around. So, and then, obviously, as you get um, – reckon, uh, you get recognized and all that stuff, you got you got a reputation of, like, being who I am. And I guess Team USA helped me out with that too. Like, I never – I never encountered like the selfish basketball. I said, I guess the the half of my third year with Texas, that was that was awful basketball. Yeah. And then yeah. you, just, you flip you flip that back around to I'm I'm at Westchester, which was like one of the most unselfish teams that was in the league at that time. And it was it was, it was crazy how like you see, I guess how once people want to get to a spot so bad, like obviously everybody will get to the NBA and they'll do anything for that for that spot, anything. Yeah. Shit, I would too, though. Hey, hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll be like, yo, uh, you know, what, what, what do I need to do to like? So that, that's why it's such a weird dynamic. I feel like playing in the in the G League, but like, yeah, USA basketball, man. That that that's like, I mean, that's just that was just unbelievable too. Like to be like USA basketball, like player of the year, and like wear that jersey and like dominate like that, like. That, that that had to be like one of the highlights of your career. Man, that, that gave us a, that gave us a spark plug real quick because oh, yeah. my 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 rookie year, and then I went to the Clippers, I think, for summer league. Yeah, and that was ooh, that was a downfall, and then like yeah, that didn't go well. Yeah, we should have stayed in Atlanta. We, yeah. we had a championship right there. Yeah. But uh, no, nah, then we went we went to the USA, and then yeah, wait, who did you play with in Orlando? I played with the Mavs, and then we, we went undefeated. Because yeah, so, the Mavs were in Orlando, and you played great. And and we, we made a decision to go to – And the Clippers to... were interested in you. Like, the Clippers, I met with them in Chicago. Like, they were, yeah. like, taught – like, we, we love Jamil, Jamil, Jamil. So, like, we left and got you out there. And then, like, did you not play? Or, like, you played a little it's, bit? It's, it's funny because I think I played uh, – average, like, 24 minutes in, in Orlando with Mavs. And then I came to Vegas and played oh, like a combined of twenty four minutes the whole like five days. I was like, "Yo!" And like I was like top five players in Orlando at that time. 
Yeah, dominant. I was like, I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. And then I go to I go to Vegas and see uh they have 19 bigs, and then yeah. uh Harold Harold came down to play one game. So I'm just like, oh my god. And I mean, obviously I didn't help myself at all when I when I got in the game, I played awful. So I was like, oh god, this is don't don't you think basketball though is like so much being comfortable and like confidence? Like yeah. if you're like if you're playing for the Clippers Summer League and they have 28 guys on the team and like you're not playing that much and they're like, okay, Jamil, here's your chance, go in and like, like oh got, shit, He's like oh fuck yeah, like, I, I gotta make a play, yeah, 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 like that's the toughest thing, man. I I, I honestly like I, I feel like that's the you could make the best basketball player look not good if like a coach is like fucking with them like that or taking them out like right after they miss a shot or you know so um but yeah usa basketball jeff van gundy just like <laughs> that, that was like that that like just yeah like dominating get get no no but like honestly i don't think if people like haven't watched you like just watch your usa basketball highlights like with your footwork and just like at the peak of your powers, man, just like unstoppable. Oh, that, 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 yeah, I, I think that was like my best version of myself. That like that 2017, 2018, that was oh, dominant basketball. Yeah, but like, are you where like in your head, like, because you you know you played in the NBA for a little while, you did great, you dominated the G League, like you've been MVP of Korea, you played great in China, even though. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, are you, are you like happy with how, like, are you feel good? Or are you just like, you know what? Like, I really feel like I should have played more in the NBA. No, I mean, I think, to be honest, I think I didn't do myself any justice. I think I should listen to you at first, like the first few like months, I guess, of you like being one of your clients. Like, I think my biggest mistake was going to Portsmouth and that, and that, I think that just, I kind of like, I feel like yeah. that was like just awful. And like teams saw me at that point and then it, it kind of dropped down, like again, a lot of workouts and stuff. And like, I think the only good workout I, I had was with the Mavericks. And I was like, ah, oh. I, like, oh, I, I might have something here. And then, so I think, but you played great during summer league, even your rookie year, man. Like right, yeah. right away. I mean, Portsmouth, like again, like you go to these places, and if you're a big guy, like they put like three centers on your team. Like you're getting the ball in the post, and like there's like no room. Like I think you were probably a little nervous. Like things didn't go well, and it kind of just like snowballed. And then like these guys, like who aren't that good in college, like are playing great for like one game. And it's like, that yeah. matters more than like everything Jamil did for his career. It's like so silly, you know? I, I, I do think I should have worked more perimeter stuff off rip. I think being labeled as a five man for <laughs> the first few years of the G League definitely didn't help me in my favor. Uh, just cause I was so talented in the post. I just got labeled as a post player, and then I mean, obviously, I do a lot of other stuff, but that also might be me being delusional. No, I mean the 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 thing that's separate, like even though you're great in the post, and like NBA teams like really don't post up that much, yeah. but like you're, I think what separates you, or like what 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 could have made you successful, is that you're such a good passer. So, 
I think like big guys that can pass are like a game changer for teams. So like you can run the pick and roll, like you catch it in the middle and like you can make that pass to the corner. Like yeah. you can just, you know how to play basketball. And I think a lot of times, like a lot of big guys in the NBA really don't. And like, I don't think teams, some teams like don't, don't really appreciate that. Um, I, I think, you I have think a guy I'll... on the court who like, can't move the ball like I think that screws up the whole offense and when you have a guy who can um now defensively like you know I think you're better than you get credit for but like yeah it's a little bit of an uphill battle probably like depending on who you're guarding in the NBA yeah no I, I also do think I don't pass the, I don't pass the look test at all I mean we can be clear about that people don't you're I'm 6'8 260, 255, 260 on on a good day. Um, not not many people like that. You know, you don't you don't you don't see that type of numbers now in the in this type of small ball era of basketball. So, if it was like in 2000, 2005, early 2000, there'd be a few people like that. But no, yeah, completely. There's hundreds. But uh, look, I've got other guys in the NBA that like they would be making $20 million right now. But like the way the NBA has changed, like it, it makes it more difficult for them. But, and actually I think I wonder too, like you actually like turned into a really good three point shooter. Um, shout out to Joe Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Ross, if you're listening, Joe, uh, I actually think he does a great job and uh, you know, you can really shoot the ball, but it's not like, it doesn't look like Clay Thompson's too. Yeah. So I don't know if that like you figured out a way to make it work and like it goes in, but it's not like uh, you know you're not going to do any shooting videos with that shot. Yeah, definitely not. But I mean, it, it, it feels good for me. It feel it feel great to me. Uh, yeah, it's, def it's definitely crazy how all this pro professional stuff, how it goes, basketball, NBA, overseas, G League, pretty much the same shit, but all all got that money into it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's interesting. But like, you've gotten you've you know like when this is all said and done, like you played Maybe. the NBA, you played in the G League, you played for USA Basketball, you've been in Korea, you've been in China. Like, I'm not trying to blow your spot up. Like, you've made a ton of money. Like, you're doing very yeah. well. So, I, I, I made a great living. So I mean, yeah. I can't I, I can't fucking complain at all about this stuff. So I mean, hey. But and and uh, you know I, we'll see. I I I recommend playing for as long as you can play, and you know as long as you're making really really good money. I don't I don't know if that's your plan. Uh, I'm guessing it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know it's just just uh, you know being able to like save that much money and like do that well is uh, you know it's awesome. You got a house like. You know, you got a great. Uh, I, 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 don't, 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 tell, don't tell the viewers all, everything I got right now. <laughs> I, I don't have a house, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I, I just want I just want to uh, thank you, Sean, for coming on my podcast. Um, I had I had fun. I mean, I, we could talk forever, but I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's a busy morning for you. Uh, you got to check in on all your other clients. And uh, so I appreciate you for coming on the Jimmy Morning Podcast. And uh, viewers, thank you for listening. Uh, I'll be back weekly now. Um, I finally got my my opportunity to do all this stuff when I have some free time. So thank you for listening. Is, is, is your first game this weekend or next, next weekend? Next, next weekend. weekend.
Yeah. Yeah. All right. We, uh, first the first podcast, game next week. <laughs> no, I'm going to interrupt you. The podcast should start out with your with a recap of how you did each weekend. I want. You're here like the emotion mob. It's like, ah, oh, I had 20 points today, or oh, I had <laughs> I had I had five points, five fouls. <laughs> it'll be it'll be great. I, I have one more request before I go. Yeah, got you got it. Can we get Jay Quan on the pod? <laughs> I, I, uh, I, everybody thanks Sean for doing the podcast. <laughs>